you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. It's I, DJ Impact. I see Sin City Steve and Simon Street. Welcome to Three Count. And we are on our new platform here. So we're excited as we are testing things out. We're not live yet, but we will be soon. And when we are, we hope that you join us on all our platforms. We will be on um, Twitch and YouTube and, of course, Facebook Live. So uh, it should be, it's going to be an exciting time, and that is coming soon. But for right now, you get a chance to um, hear a three count in the way you used to hearing it. All right? So let's get into our first count for the show. It is titled, Disco Inferno Says Phoenix Injury Was Inevitable. This was from ringsidenews.com. It reads like this. The Lucha Bros defended their AEW World Tag Team Championship against Jurassic Express in the main event of this week's episode of AEW Dynamite on TBS. The titles changed hands when all was said and done, but it wasn't without tragedy. It seemed Disco Inferno has an interesting take on Phoenix injury. During the tag match, Luchasaurus dropped Ray Phoenix with a chokeslam through the table. The spot didn't go as planned as Phoenix landed directly on his arm as it bent in an awkward direction upon landing. After the Jurassic Express won the match and became the new champions, Disco Inferno took to Twitter and comment on the injury. He claimed that injuries such as Phoenix are inevitable because of the risk probabilities, implying that AEW stars are too reckless for their own good. These injuries aren't accidents. They are inevitable based on the risk probabilities. As reported earlier, Phoenix might require surgery after suffering the horrific injury. We will keep you updated, as they say. All right, let's get right into it. And this is uh, definitely one of those topics for Sin City. Steve, Sin City, when you read this topic, tell me, what did you think, man? You guys are really reckless over there, right? So here's the thing is ultimately Disco Inferno he chooses to come out and say these things. Uh, and realistically, it makes me wonder if he's just bitter that they're not considering him to be on their programming um, or what the situation is. Um, because it seems like the guy's never happy with, with anything that AEW does. Um, but at the end of the day, um, yes, there is a high risk, um, you know, of, of crashing and burning and injuries happening. That's why, Whenever somebody does a, you know, a tope or any kind of a move from the top turnbuckle, it, it's it's known as a high risk maneuver. Um, I mean, realistically, yes, these kinds of things can happen. Um, and realistically, it comes down to which style of match do you prefer to watch as a viewer? 
and which style of a match do you choose to want to compete in as a competitor? Um, do you want to just engage in rest holds and, you know, possibly bore the audience to death? Uh, or do you want to have a spot fest where, you know, you've got guys flying around the ring? Um, so that's realistically, it is going to be your major difference between your two types okay, of viewers. Hold on. Let, um, mm -hmm, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I was just going to finish off by saying, yeah. man, and the thing is the, the Phoenix injury. Yes, it looked horrendous. And yes, it definitely looked like he broke his arm. However, uh, no structural damage. And from what I heard as well, no ligament damage. So it was just a bad dislocation. Obviously dislocated elbow is probably one of the most painful injuries that can happen to you without breaking a bone or having ligament damage. Um, but yeah, I think these guys understand the risks when they opt in for these matches. Simon street. Come on now. He's implying that AEW stars are too reckless for their own good. You've got to believe that, right, man? Come on. You see the things that they do. No, I would definitely disagree with that. hundred percent. Uh, I think that, what Disco Inferno failed to realize, this is wrestling. Accidents do happen. He's been in the business, so you should know. Um, do I think that certain uh, spots that the Lucha Bros do probably increase the chance and likelihood of injuries? Yes, but at the end of the day, he could have hurt himself six months ago, a year ago. He could have done it before he got to AEW. So to sit here and to just single out the, you know, a narrative that a lot of people want to say. This is an old narrative that a lot of people are trying to say about AEW that, you know, they're just reckless. They just do a lot of different things. You know, they don't think about the bigger picture when in regards to safety. It, look, like Sin City said, maybe he's just a little upset because they're not calling him. <laughs> no offense, Disco. We love you, though. <laughs> I mean, listen. Both of you guys here. Come on, this is a conversation. We only got an hour, a minute and a half to go. Uh, we all know Ray Phoenix. First off, this guy, is a, he's awesome. He's a beast in the ring. But a lot of things that he does, man, is just, I don't even know how he does half of things. Do you guys not think maybe he's on to just maybe some of the spots, you know, on to what some of the talent do within AEW with some of these spots that they seem maybe just a little bit on the reckless side? Well, he definitely wouldn't be reckless. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think they, they I all do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're they know. Like I said, they know what they're signing up for. They know what they're getting into. And the thing is, a lot all these guys plan out these spots themselves. Um, the the hands on approach with the the competitors and the matches um, from everything that I've heard is completely i don't want to say different than what's in wwe or other places but uh the the guys in the ring um tend to do to tend to do more ad libs and calls on the fly um mm -hmm. so that's you know just stylistically difference okay I, I i you know maybe they should look at doing more safer wrestling like they do at world wrestling entertainment you know more safer wrestling that's well, that. That's why you have World Wrestling Entertainment. Well, and also too, World Wrestling Entertainment is also going to be having a whole bunch of people who aren't wrestlers. So you probably won't have a lot of those fantastical spots, at least in the beginning. The beginning. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, I got you there. All right, let's go then over into our 
that can't count. And this one is titled Ric Flair Discusses Credibility of Championships in Wrestling Being Diluted. And this is in WrestlingHeadlines.com. It says, uh, Ric Flair discussed a wide range of topics during a recent episode of his Woo Nation Uncensored podcast. And during the pro wrestling legend, opened up about thinking there are too many titles in wrestling and how promotions dilute all titles because of it. This is what he says. I think it does dilute it because look at the world we live in today. Do you remember the president's physical fitness council to find out who was the most fit child in high school? They got rid of it because everybody wants to be equal. Instead of being three places, now there are six places in wrestling tournaments. Everything's diluted. Whether it's mothers not wanting to see their children upset, but everybody gets a trophy. That's not what sports are all about. And I think because there's so much TV that they have put themselves in a position that they have to create the king and queens and all of that. But the people that are carrying the weight of the company, I'll use WWE as an example, would be Becky and Biggie as they're they're the champions. Well, of course, this article is a little old now. But um, but and it's Charlotte and Roman Reigns. Everything else is just something that doesn't diminish who they are. But it's just something, hopefully, to attract viewers. TV rolls on, and they know better than you and I do. Obviously, because they are what draws the viewers. And that is the end quote. All right. So, Sin City, Steve, you... Uh, sent this article in tell us what was your take on this i was uh more so just uh very surprised to hear somebody actually come out and say it um i i agree with this completely um i think that there are too many championships uh i think that you know what really drives people um most people is going to be the competition um and i think that you know for there to be four, five, six championships on a show, um, when you know you're you really only have a need for three, four at the most, um, I, I think that it definitely can muddy the water, mm-hmm. and it really can diminish the importance of what a championship is and what it means to be a champion. Okay, what's your take on that, uh, Sin City? I mean, not Sin City, Simon Street. Well, uh, definitely, uh, I'm, I'm along the same lines as uh, Sin City Steve, but also even outside of that. Look, I understand the significance of handing out participation trophies. However, having too many championships kind of feels like that a little bit, too. And the reason why I go on to kind of say that is because, you know, as Sin City alluded to with his comments earlier, it muddles down a lot of what you're trying to present. You know, if everybody could get a goddamn ring, then what's the sense of trying to be the best you can possibly be? Whether that means in, in, in this business, you know, uh, you know, being able to effectively engage in storylines that are both entertaining and engaging for people to watch. You know, how are you with your promos? You know, can you up your game on your athleticism and in, in, in ring work? I mean, there's so many things that go into it. I do feel that having too many titles really does, uh, put people kind of in that mid card place, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, we were saying last week, you said uh, Moose was calling uh, Matt Cardona mid card Cardona. Well, there's a lot of mid card Cardonas 
that's in the WWE and in, in other wrestling organizations because they just get stuck in this mid card and they're never ever going to uh, ascend to that higher place. So I would like to see organizations more just limit the amount of titles they have. Okay, so having have two, if that's the case, you guys would just be happy if there's for there to just be a world heavyweight <clears throat> title and that's it. Well, and that's it. Per- perspectively for the men and women. And then you have your tag titles, and then that's it. I mean, you know, to me, that makes sense. You know, and a perfect example, okay? Let's talk about WWE, okay? WWE, I think that they should uni- do a unification of tag titles and have it to where they sep- they, they spill into all, the, all those shows competing for the belts, have just two tag team championships. No more of the SmackDown and Raw. That was the dumbest fucking shit ever. I'm sorry, I was never a fan of it. I'm happy that we have good teams like the Usos or the New Day that's held those titles or even like RK-Bro, but it made no sense to kind of have that. And so you have one pool, Raw, that is very light with their with, with their tag team, and then you have a, a somewhat of a deep veteran pool of fish in SmackDown. All right, let, let, stop. let me get in here. Um, uh, Sin City, one title, bro. That's it. That's all you need. One world title, one women's title, one tag team championship. Uh, ta- tag team championship. Um, I don't see a problem with there being a secondary title, um, like you know, uh, like the Intercontinental Championship or or something of that nature. I think that's fine given the the size of the the WWE main roster. But yeah, have your champions be the ones that travel between shows. Um, I think that it will build more. Um, it'll build more stock in your champions. Um, plus it'll be, you know, they could even use it as a clout thing. Yeah. So-and-so wrestles on Monday and Friday. So, you know, they're more dedicated or, you know, whatever the situation is. Um, but I think that it would also add more prestige to the championships. Uh, if you have the champions travel between the brands, um, if you're looking at, you know, NXT, um, I, I, Quite frankly, I like what they did um, unifying the, the, those particular championships that they did. I think they're fine on championship numbers. Uh, I think AEW, um, to be honest, if they continue to push things the way that they are, then I think that they'll be fine. But there for a while, I did not put a whole lot of stock in having a, a secondary women's championship. But they are definitely building their women's division. And I think that we're going to see a lot of great things in 2022 from their women's division. Okay. Wow. Too many, too many belts. Okay. I hear y'all. Let's move over then to the third topic, third count. And this one is titled wrestling world reacts to the latest round of WWE NXT releases and this one also comes from ringsidenews.com and this is how it goes wwe may have seen record surge in profits and revenues during the recent years and that doesn't mean the company has stopped releasing talents owing to what it calls budget cuts wednesday was just a normal day in the wrestling world until the news of the latest round of wwe releases hit social media the company released several nxt personnel including william regal Rigo have been with NXT since the beginning. Together with Triple H, the Blackpool native, oversaw the nascent the developmental territory turned into the black and gold brand, ultimately 
NXT 2.0. Johnny Gargano reacted to send his heartfelt thanks to William Regal. If it wasn't for William Regal, a lot of your guys wouldn't be on television. And this is, let me actually quote, this is exactly what uh, Johnny Gargano was saying. If it wasn't for William Regal, a lot of your favorite guys wouldn't be on television. He got so many of us indie guys an opportunity. He would never take credit for that, but he deserves his flowers for helping and molding this generation of wrestlers. Hashtag thank you, Regal, end quote. And then following the release news, Raquel Gonzalez sent out an emotional message as she said, quote, the people who believed in me, who helped me see a light when it was all dark, who shared their wisdom and gave me an opportunity, who always felt like family. I love you all. We will always be family, end quote. The producer Road Dog coaches Timothy Thatcher, Danny Birch, Allison Dan uh, Danger, and A. Steele, along with the writer Ryan Katz, were also among a handful of NXT personnel, 2.0 personnel released Wednesday. Scott Armstrong was also released of his contractual obligations. This is a sad day for the NXT brand, and it definitely seems like it was on that day. All right, Simon Street, you chose this article What's your take on it? Well, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> it's something that I think all of us kind of saw coming, at least maybe not particularly the certain names that were listed in it, but we knew eventually their time would come up. Uh, we do know that WWE is doing a facelift changing. We don't know what to what purpose it is, but they are basically changing a lot of things and shaking some things up. And NXT was no different uh, in the ring and outside of the ring. And uh, just to mention a couple of names that that weren't mentioned in this article, I went and took the liberty of kind of further looking in. Uh, Samoa Joe was actually one of those people that was released on uh, January 6th. He was released. So I don't know if you knew that. Probably wasn't on that on that uh, thing, but he was released. Uh, he did uh, send out a tweet saying extremely fortunate and grateful to all of the young and amazing talent. I had the pleasure of working with in the past months. Only saddened at the loss of the excuse to see their continued growth and achievement. I am very excited for the future and mine. Uh, other people, too. Uh, you know, we have Ace Steel. Um, he was a performance center coach. He was let go. Allison Danger, uh, you know, performance center coach. Uh, Sarah Cummings, senior vice president, consumer products. And then uh, Rajan Singh. Uh, former manager and great colleague and former senior vice president of creative, let go. Uh, big name, uh, Ryan Katz, uh, creative producer. He's been working with NXT since 2015. Um, George Carroll, NXT writer. Gabe, uh, uh, I'm going to try and say the name correctly, Sp Spolowski, consultant. Sapolsky. Um, thank you, Sapolsky. Um, and that was confirmed of January 6th. And that was re uh, reported from uh, comicbook.wwe uh, news. Uh, some other names to be mentioned. Timothy, Timothy Thatcher uh, was let go. Uh, since they see him, I'm going to try. Hideki Suzuki? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> he was there let go. go. He was one of the henchmen in Diamond Mine. Uh, Danny Birch uh, was let go as well. So another name. So <clears throat> the reason why I want to name their names, because, you know, I think every one of them uh, had an opportunity to be able to work with William Regal. And he did open a lot of doors for a lot of people. Um, I really am happy for me personally that I sat down with a lot of time to really take all of this in, because I really have been watching NXT since the beginning 
before the WWE Network and seeing it get on the WWE Network, seeing it to where it wasn't just a niche conversation, I would say, and certain small people would know what I was talking about. It became something bigger. It became, uh, in many ways, more of uh, the vehicle for the best of what WWE technically has to give as a full product. Um, I'm kind of happy. I really, really am. And, and, and uh, the, one, the one movie that pops in my head of how I feel about everybody leaving is a movie called Logan. Anybody get a chance to see Logan uh, about Wolverine? Uh, if you don't know, it's basically about Wolverine spending the rest of his days and moves on. I liked it because it gave a fitting end to a character walking off in the sunset. And that's why we'll say with William Regal and a lot of the people that we mentioned today, you had an opportunity in a moment of time to really make a huge impact in WWE and also in the landscape of wrestling. Thank you so much. And uh, wish you all the best of luck in your future endeavors. All right. Since uh, Steve, you, um, you don't have much time to say, so yeah, I know. I don't, <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll give you an extra. Sorry. <laughs> St- street street decided to uh, chronologically critique the entire timeline. Right. And uh, all of the diligent. specifics. No, you're all anyway, good, Anyway, um, realistically, I think that what we're seeing is nothing more than Vince McMahon being an extremely vengeful individual. Um, he still blames Triple H for the failure that NXT was when they lost the war to AEW and yeah so how can you focus on the future of your company when you still have relics from the past clogging the scenery and unfortunately that's what the 81 year old man thinks of these individuals that paved a new a new path for so many people and exposed so many people to amazing talents um, that were on the independent scene uh, that Previously, no, it wouldn't have ever been possible. But uh, yeah, it, crazy, crazy times. I'm just hoping that everybody lands on their feet. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I kind of agree with what you're saying there because you know I, I, I wish, and listen, you know, whenever there's there's things, there's certain. I, I know there's people who are private with sometimes with their lives and they just don't want to give out uh information and i i respect that i just really wish that um that triple h was uh a little bit it was a little bit more information that came out um about what happened because it's one of those things where you know now it's made it's making it seem like well you know it's it's probably because of his health that he he can't be a part of it or can't run it or whatever the case may be. And, and, and I kind of heard people saying that and I don't, I, I, and of course I'm I'm sure triple H don't want to cause any (laughs) type of rift at all. I mean, he's family (laughs) for Christ's sakes, but, but you could tell there was definitely uh, something there that, you know, pretty much he got demoted and I don't see why, because he built NXT to a point where, and I know Vince heard this, that people prefer NXT over either one of his other products. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, what does that do to a man's ego when you find out that your son-in-law has now built something that has become more popular than, you know, what you've done? So I was kind of thinking the same, but I said, okay, 
Everyone says it's health, it's health. Okay, all right. <laughs> so yes, I, I have to agree a little bit with that. All right. Folks, that is our three count. And um, we thank you for hanging out with us. This is our, uh, as you see, the three count really didn't take too much of uh, any, too much of a, any changes outside of we have a, a time limit just so that we don't uh, banter on and on and on and on. But outside of that, um, it's the same uh, concept to the show, finding three articles and discussing it. So we hope to continue to do that more and hopefully you enjoy the video presentation. Let us know when we upload this, what your thoughts are of it so we can improve in what we're doing okay um with that we're going to give our final words for the week and uh hopefully we'll have matt michaels back with us i failed to mention that in the beginning of the show uh he hopefully will be back uh next week but we we, we will find out okay with that uh, let's go with you simon street what would you like to tell the good people out there well everybody uh brand new year brand new you uh, you know, keep with the same type of thing. If you have goals and things in mind, keep, keep forward. Um, and you know, like I said, I, I, I'm probably one of the main people that say this, just always take the time to get to know somebody else's perspective. Cause you never really know when you would need somebody to understand your perspective. Mm-hmm. But other than that, drink lots of coffee, drink lots of beer, smoke lots of weed and watch lots of wrestling. Oh, Okay. In that order? Words to live by. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't know in that order, but I mean, just do it all. <laughs> all right, then. Uh, City Steve, what do you want to tell the people? Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the goal, all the cool shit that you guys do. We truly do appreciate everything that our, our listeners do for us. It's, it's amazing and truly humbling. Also, very special shout out. And, uh, you know, we just got done with the holidays. So, um, it's 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 difficult um this time of the year is very uh very interesting for a lot of people so um just keep keep other people in your thoughts be more empathetic um and special shout out to all of the brave men and women um serving our country either on lands foreign or domestic thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do and uh, last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P sports.com. Go there for all of your uh, pre-workout general energy and weight loss needs. Repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout. Save yourself 15%. Perfect. All right, y'all. Thank you for rocking with us. We, we hope to see you back next week. Continue to support what we're doing. We do this for you, and we'll continue to do it. Beginning of our fourth year. We'll see you next week. Take care. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.